All right. Welcome to Nerd Camp Sports. I'm your host, Raja Anthony Ali, here speaking to you guys live once again on this incredible Tuesday. Hopefully, everyone's having a fantastic Tuesday and enjoying themselves. Hopefully, they're, you know, staying cool. I know it's extremely hot and humid out here in New York, so just want to make sure everyone's good. We soon will be joined by our co-host, Michael Williams. He'll be coming on board in a second. Um, just waiting for him to get on. It's on and popping. Just making sure everyone is on. Please comment where you're from so we can give you guys a shout out. And we're going to talk about a lot of topics. There's a lot going on in sports right now, especially in um, the free agent market and, and football and basketball, which is uh, very unique because most of the time, you know, you'll hear a lot of things happening in one sport. So give your give us a second. Um, like I mentioned, please comment where you're from. Let us know where you're from so we can give you guys a shout out. Give your area a shout out. All right. We'll be getting started very, very, very soon. Hopefully everyone can hear me clear and see me clear. We'll be getting started. All right. Getting started. So, um, you know, yeah, last week was a pretty interesting week in a unique way because, <laughs> believe it or not, with baseball being the only major sport on television it's extremely hard to really keep up with everything uh that's going on but it's all good what's going on daryl how's everything man we're gonna be getting started very very soon yeah so last week there was an all-star game baseball so it was a real slow week but there was a lot of news going on with um Football and basketball, when it comes down to like free agency, you know, trades, there was summer league for NBA. So it was quite a few things. It wasn't like it was just a complete dead week. But according to like watching live sports and stuff like that, um, it was pretty it was pretty uh, slow. But we got a lot to cover. We talk about as soon as our, you know, our guests, I mean, excuse me, our, as soon as our hosts get on and I believe. Hey now, what's going on, Mike? What's happening, bro? How you doing? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm excited, man. Excited to talk about this up and coming season with football, you know, and uh, what's going on in the football market and also NBA. You know, of course, you know there was summer league, and it was pretty pretty good this this uh this summer. You know what I'm saying? So, how's everything with you? I can't complain. Um, you know in a good place you know just got just got some good news before coming on the show i i interviewed for a job the other day and they, they sent an offer out oh. so you know that's that's great you know trying to just grow as a person and as an individual as a husband a father and a man there you, you know? go man there you go and that's what it's all about it's all about you know improving exactly making you know to you know improving every single day at least once a day doing something new 
and just increasing yourself, man. So that's what's up, man. Exactly. Congratulations. Thank you. And I want to say before we get started is I want to thank everyone who shared, who liked, who supported, said thank you, congratulations for this stepping stone in the elevation of this podcast. Yes. You know, we are looking to grow it more. As Radasha said, we, we're going to do in person at, at a point. We're looking at yep. some clothing as well, some hats. Um, you know, so we're looking at a lot of stuff to make this thing big. So we thank everyone. Continue to watch, share. And now I know it's Tuesday and it's hard sometimes to sit down and watch an hour and a half. But now if you got any podcast app, you can listen on your way to work, on your way Absolutely. home, working out in the gym. So share, you know, listen, you know, and enjoy most of all. What definitely, up, definitely. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. You know, we got we now have the opportunity not only to do visual but also audio. So if you're a person working out in the gym, like you said, or driving or anything, you know, you could be walking, listening to our podcast, which is cool. Also, there's a sponsorship deal that we have on the table, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. And right now, you know, we're not gonna announce it, but there's some big things coming up and we're excited about it. So next week you will be hearing about it. But um, you know, we're just gonna jump straight into the topic. I don't wanna hold you guys too long. Cause I know we got a lot to cover, man. There was a whole lot that happened behind the scenes, and like we mentioned, the NFL and the NBA. Okay. So where do you want to get started? Yeah, I think um, I think we're gonna start with. It's hard to not talk about the dilemma with the running backs in yes. the NFL. Yes. Um, I'm gonna just hold on. Just gotta grab one paper. I think sure. it's utterly disgusting that um, a punter and a kicker are the two lower average position players for a running back. So right. meaning those two are the lowest, running back is third. When to me, in my opinion, the running back is the biggest workhorse on the field. Because it's not Absolutely. like back in the day when you had guys like Franco Harris who or Jerome Bettis you know, conveniently two Steelers, but you get my point. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, that just could run the ball. Running backs right. are expected now to block. Running backs are expected to catch out the backfield unless you're, mm -hmm. unless you're that bad man on Tennessee, Derrick Henry. Um, you know, and even he's starting to do it a little bit, but he's still mm -hmm. an old school, you know, power, or, um, power runner, so to speak. Right. So for you, you know, for you to – for the league to take this and to depreciate this position is absurd. I'm going to read some numbers. Okay. Because these two kind of make me mad. Saquon Barkley last year rushed 295 times. This is just rushing yards. 1,312 yards, 10 touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, who's actually one of my favorite running backs. I, mm -hmm. I grab him in fantasy almost every year. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't know what it was. You know, you just draft a player. You're like, I like that guy. Yeah. You know, or you see the player. I yeah. like that guy. Mm -hmm. You know, every year I, I snagged him. Last year, 340 attempts, mm -hmm. 1,653 yards, 12 touchdowns. What up, Mo? And he, he was the rushing champion or, you know, rushing title 
whatever you want to say. So right. now you're going to sit up here and tell me that this man should only make $10.1 million. That Saquon Barkley, who was a pivotal role in hiding Daniel Jones's weaknesses, I don't care what anyone says. Mm -hmm. Yes, I credit mm -hmm. their coach for being able to help him figure out what he's good at and make less mistakes, but let's not take away from that man, Saquon Barkley. Because without him, right. Daniel Jones doesn't get his money. So the fact that Saquon Barkley inadvertently helped this guy who's not a franchise quarterback, in my opinion, get his money and that he didn't get his is despicable. And before I pass it to you, I'm going to say, ask, mm -hmm. ask and answer the question of what the NFL, I feel, needs to do better. And okay. believe it or not, you know, I watch a lot of sports. I started watching just, like, part in the interruption, and um, I like that one. But what's the other one? Oh, man. Is it pardon the interruption? First thing first? Uh, pardon the interruption. And then the other one um, with, with Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser. Is that pardon the interruption? The other one. Yes, yeah, pardon the interruption. What's the one that comes on before that? Uh, where the guy's got I'm not sure. people on the screen and they're making. Oh, um, I forgot. But, but you know go what ahead. show I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. It's been, it's, I don't really watch ESPN like that anymore because it went political. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but you know, I, I really don't watch it. I really say that because the only one I truly stay dedicated to watching is Stephen A. But, oh, yeah. You know, but I think that, you know, I've learned like I was watching that show. And one person I didn't really like at first, but now she's kind of like growing on me is Mina Kimes. Yeah. And, yes, and, she's excellent, and, especially with football. Oh, yeah. And she made, like, a value point, which I was saying mm -hmm. to someone else earlier, that the NFL needs to do something about this. Problem is, they're in a CBA till she said, 2030. So Ooh. we're kind of stuck here for, like, six years. Yeah. But the point I'm making is that they have to find a way because what happens is, and you've seen it, and I meant to share it in the group, the cycle of the running back. So the right. running back gets drafted. They, they play out when they're younger, youthful. They use and abuse them. And by the time it's time for them to get their money, they're mm -hmm. considered old. Right. You know, so instead of these five-year guaranteed deals, I think they need to be three years hmm. for, for this position. Okay. For this position. Because now you run into this. I'm sorry, Josh yeah. Jacobs was phenomenal. He deserves money. Saquon Barkley was phenomenal. What up, Justin? He deserves money. Right. You know, that's that's just how I see it. You know, yeah. and you know, you're gonna have these guys, you're gonna run them dry. You know, all these defensive tackles are getting these multi million dollar deals, and I'm not saying that it's not important, but you know, at the same breath, you know, these the off people pay to watch offense. They do not pay to watch defense. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. People ain't going to see Aaron Donald. People ain't going to see Khalil Mack. You know, like yeah, these are notable people that we know, but they're not. They're, right. they're not going to see these guys. They're not going to see Joey and Nick Bosa. They're not going to see, well, on the Jets, maybe people. I kind of like Sauce Gardner, too, can't front. But they ain't, they ain't going to see him now. They're going to see Aaron right. Rodgers. So, yeah. and then the offensive weapons. They want to see Adams. They want to see, you know, whoever you, you put. So, week one, I don't see Saquon Barkley staying on the field. And I also 
found out today, and I'm going to let you have it, mm -hmm. is that I didn't know that players had to play six games at least, or they end up in the same situation. Mm -hmm. So, personally, I think Josh Jacobs will start week one. He will be available for the Raiders, but I see Saquon holding out and um, until he, you know, I mean, the problem is now you're stuck because you can't get a long-term deal till the season's over. So, right. you know, so like, you know, I, I don't know what holding out can do for you at this point. Um, I mean, I get it. You want your money. You're mad. But yeah. let's look at one of the who could have been all-time great running backs, Le'Veon Bell, how that worked out for him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Man, whew. this running back situation is broken. Um, you know, we're going to start off just talking about how they're contracted, okay? So, like you mentioned, when they're drafted, you, you know, first of all, let me start with this. Let's start with the shelf life of an NFL player. First off, for those who don't know, NFL players' average of, of shelf life in general is three years, three seasons, okay? So that's from the time they're drafted to the time they retire is three seasons. For the average running back, Right, that's what I. It's think. about Justin it's said. It's about ready. one and a half seasons. Yeah. So one and a half season is normally what a running back comes into the NFL and plays. So the, like like you guys are mentioning with the rookie contracts, the rookie contracts should go out the window, and they should just give them a guaranteed deal that is that is uh, a good deal that will take care of them for at least three to five seasons. Okay, so they can work on a second. And maybe, hopefully, a third deal because their lifetime is not that long. I mean, look at Todd Gurley, for example, right? Todd Gurley was on commercials. He was, you know, projected to be the next Barry Sanders. I don't know if you remember this. This is like maybe seven, eight years ago. Todd Gurley was everywhere. He was one of my favorite running backs as well. I loved me some Todd Gurley. Yeah, me too. With the Los Angeles. Uh, actually, at that time, it was the same Louis to Los Angeles. It was LA. I got, LA, right? I got a girl so, in Jersey upstairs. It was LA. Yeah, so he was doing his thing with the with the LA LA Rams. And everyone loved him. Everyone thought he was gonna be the next Barry Sanders. But the problem is this. The problem is he's now out the league because of the way things are you know constructed with number one, how much mileage and how much damage a running back takes in the first two seasons. That's the first thing. And then the second thing, of course is that the contract's all messed up. So when it's all said and done, I think the best solution will pay them good upfront money, give them at least two good contracts, and then on top of that, erase, completely erase the bonus. Because if you look at Christian McCaffrey's contract, right, if on the surface it looks amazing, it says 64 million in four years, right? So that's like, that's, that looks good. For a running back, sixty-four million four years. Like you're 16. probably thinking this guy's living pretty good, but in reality, it's a twenty-one million dollar signing bonus, and then on top of that, it's also uh, only thirty-eight million guaranteed. So, so in <laughs> retrospect, you're saying we take thirty-eight guaranteed, we take twenty-one as the signing bonus. 
that right. leaves you with like 17, 16 million left. Million a year. Yeah. So, so take away the signing bonus. Take away, just give them straight up cash. You know, like the NBA players, for example, Ben Simmons. And I'm, I'm using this example because I'm, I'm jaded about this damn thing, man. I am jaded about his damn contract. Matter of fact, Ben Simmons' contract. I got to look this up. Dog, yeah. he's making $177 million for the next five years. That's $35 million a year to sit on a bench and dress like a clown. Look, this is what I'm saying. NFL players, I hope you guys are listening because you guys listen to podcasts. I hope you guys are listening. You guys need the same type of attorneys the NBA players got. Let's stop playing with this thing. I mean, you guys are risking your life. You guys are risking all these things, broken legs, broken arms, CTE. Look what happened to freaking Bo Jackson. I mean, my man was running. He got tackled, a regular tackle, and his career was over. So you guys need guaranteed money. You guys need a guaranteed contract. And you also need better attorneys to negotiate your deal. Because someone like Saquon Barkley, and I'm, I'm going off what you said, Mike, because I've, I've seen him with my own two eyes. Someone like Saquon Barkley, and this is coming from a Jets fan, by the way, deserves the biggest contract known to man because he saved the freaking Giants. And not okay? to mention, he, he said two weeks ago on TV he wasn't looking to reset the market. He just wanted no. to be paid fairly. He wanted what to he be did. paid fair. And by the way, he was born in the Bronx. So he's a New York fan. Yes, he grew up in, you know, Pennsylvania or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But how far is Pennsylvania from New York? It's not that far, okay? He grew up a Giants fan. He wants to play in the freaking – he want to play with the Giants. Yeah. He don't want to leave the team. But the problem is these guys are greedy. They're greedy. The NFL and the owners are greedy. So shame on you. Roger Goodell, for allowing these things to happen under your watch as commissioner, and then shame on the owners. Because, like I mentioned, it just takes a simple contract negotiation slash uh, reconstruction and then saying, okay, look, guys, when you guys are rookies, we need to pay you guys up front. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Done deal. But the problem is they don't want to pay them. They want to give them rookie deals and then say, okay, maybe you'll get a second deal. So that's all I got to say about that, man. It's, I'm really upset about it. Because like I said, you, in the NBA, they got people like Ben Simmons making $35 million to do a fashion show every single game for 82 games. Because he doesn't play. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sad. But you got these yeah. guys who just played 16, 17 games. And yeah. and uh, what? I think the Raiders didn't go to, to the playoffs, did they? No, so the Giants no, I don't think they do. And I think they won a game, no? Mm, I'm not sure. But regardless, Saquon Barkley played at least 18 games. Oh, oh yeah, no, he plays. He plays. And see, the thing is, also the amount of snaps he takes. See, it's one thing playing 16, 17 uh, weeks, right? Yeah. But it's another thing if you're taking 65, 70, 80% of the Snaps. All right, yep. Um, Justin said, yes, they won a uh, playoff game. Okay, I wasn't sure. I don't want to say yes or no, and then it's not right, and you guys jump down my throat. But <laughs> I will say this. With the, with, the amount, with the amount of snaps he takes, the amount of punishment, the amount of skill 
that he adds to the game. Because just like, just like, um, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he don't just run and just hit the gaps. Yeah. My man's catching. He's blocking. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like they're being very shady with the contracts. And if they don't fix this, then there's potentially going to be a, um, it's going to be a, a, a silent protest. Oh, they probably yeah. won't be showing up to the games. It's going to get ugly quick. Yeah. So, uh, uh, bold prediction. <laughs> and then we can move on to the next. But bold prediction, I see a lot of XFL players joining the NFL very soon. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that. Because you know what's going to end up happening? If they go on strike, watch the XFL's players pop up and be like, oh, I'm waiting. I'll play for a million dollars. Yeah. Just to say the league wants the running game gone anyway. It's turning into a passing league. Thank you. Exactly. They want the running game to be gone anyway. They want people to throw 500 yards a a game. What's that? No, it was my Boy Nick just came up. He's watching. Oh, okay. No, I'm just saying this is funny because, like, yeah, you're right. They want to take away the running game. They want to make people um, forget about how important the running back is. I mean, not just according to just what they do with running. I'm talking about, like I said, short pass catches. You know what I mean? Uh, blocks. <laughs> they keep they keep the quarterback fresh. They make sure that they're not, you know out there getting hit every snap. So, exactly. so I don't know what they're thinking, man, but this is going to be a huge problem down the road. Oh, yeah. And you've you seen running backs are speaking. I've seen Taylor speaking, Najee Harris speaking, Eckler. And, and they were saying earlier, there's about 10 guys on the hook to be free agents next season. Jonathan Taylor, yeah. Antonio Gibson. Yep. Oh, God, I can't remember. Derrick Henry was on that list. I, I yeah. tried to take to get a picture of it quick, but I the TV went too fast, and I had a blasting right. headache earlier. Couldn't catch it. Yeah, man, unbelievable, unreal. But talk about, All right. but talk about unreal. Mm-hmm. As everyone knows, one of the big, big free agents that we were waiting on to hear signing yes. happened, and I'm gonna let you. I went first with the last topic. But what are your thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins? Woo! I'm glad you asked about this. Going to okay. the Tennessee Titans. So, for those who don't know, De- two years, DeAndre, $26 million with, or with, What's that? It's two years, $26 million, mm-hmm. and there's incentives to make it um, $30 million or $32 million. Right. To push it to 30 Now, people always want to make it about winning a championship. I mean, every time you hear from the athletes, what do they always say? I'm here to win championships. I'm here to win games. Let's keep it a thousand. Yo, he went there strictly for the money. I mean, we seen what the Tennessee Titans were last season. We, yeah. we seen how Tannehill was the worst quarterback in the history of quarterbacks. I mean, my man was on the worst run since Tebow. And at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, you're using you're, you're using uh, Derrick Henry as the only tool to win a game. And then you're like, okay, 
okay, well, we got wide receivers now. Okay, and you still got a bump quarterback. You still got a bump quarterback. Justice says he's not the worst QB. He just didn't have a good season. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. But who's the worst quarterback then? Justin, See, we Justin's got to tell you Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, no, you can't say that because Aaron Rodgers put up the numbers. See, this is what I'm saying. It's beyond just, oh, they had a bad season. No, he proved that he's not clutch. That's the problem. Tannenhill froze in majority of the games he played in. And then on top of that, he was like a statue in the freaking pocket. He wouldn't move. Am I right or wrong? You're, uh, you're right. He was a man. He, he was getting hit every time. I'm like, yo, I'm surprised he's not retired because he kept getting hit. I think, I think for him, I seen a um, a prompter earlier right. talking about how their receivers last season yes. collectively only were, got 15 touchdowns. Now, oh my goodness. Now, yes, they said that Mike. Rabel, the head coach, as yes. a defender, had 12 touchdowns in a season once. <laughs> so they brought the coach in to shit on the players. So, Yo, you so, said a bad, bad season? But now I'm going to tell you this. Okay. I, and I'm not disagreeing with anything you said, but I look at this signing – like I, I I said to someone, I said to someone the other day, I forget who I was talking with, but I said, right. I said, and when you go, I actually heard it as an analogy in wrestling from okay. a promo Triple H quit, cut, uh, cut. He said, in this business, you can make friends, you can make money, you can win yes. championships, or you can make money. Some get lucky to do both. Mm -hmm. It's the same analogy. Let me ask you a question. What has a better chance of happening in, the, in any sport? Winning a championship or making millions of dollars? What making are you millions of dollars. Right. So I say that to say this. Not everyone gets to be Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Not everyone gets to be Tyreek Hill. Nope. Not everyone gets to be Ben Roethlisberger. Not everyone gets to be Eli. Not, mm -hmm. not everyone gets to be Tom Brady. There's right. one NFL champion at the end of every season. One. Mm -hmm. The likelihood of you winning the Super Bowl is technically one in 32 if you're getting technical. Right. But let's be honest these days it's not even it's not even that so yeah. if i'm him you gotta kind of balance what you want my opinion if he wanted to win the super bowl you just take you take the lowest you can take and you go to the chiefs pretty simple to me i mean that's that that's your best place to go you know because now like, if you want to win, because if he had decided to go there, well, now you got Kelsey there and him. They ain't going to be – they can right. barely guard Kelsey as it is. So, essentially, yeah. they'll just guard him, and they'll just open the floodgates for Kelsey even more. Because somehow, right. that man's always open. Don't matter what the cover 
coverages. He's magically Mahomes just like he could be like this. Oh, and he's gonna oh, find him. Oh yeah, him. every time. So I think for the Titans, Tannehill did have a bad year and he was bad. There's no doubt. Can I say can I, okay, can I say something about that? Because yeah. I got the numbers now. I got I got I got a I, not a debate. But I gotta shut this down because we gotta stop doing this. What's that? We gotta stop saying a quarterback had a bad season. No, they're on a they're on a decline. They're nosediving. All right. So let's start with this. Ten and Hill, when he got to Tennessee in 2019, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. 2020, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, right? 2021, when they was making noise. Because in 2020 and 2021, it was making noise. 21 uh, touchdown, 14 turnovers, 14 INTs. Let's look at last season. Oh, boy. 13 touchdowns. How many interceptions? Six interceptions. Dog, there's 17 games. Six interceptions? Six interceptions. Therefore, he's putting up Dak Prescott numbers. Now I'm playing. Shout out to the uh, shout out to the Dallas fans. <laughs> oh God! But my man putting up Tebow numbers. Let's keep it a hundred. My man is putting up Tebow numbers. Thirteen touchdowns, six interceptions. What's half of twelve? Six, right? Yeah. So he literally threw one more touchdown than half of of his interceptions. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear he had a bad season. My man is on the decline, and to see him get – I'm going to tell you, reading – hearing the first two seasons, you're like, yeah, he, he's kind of declining. Like, you can see it. You know, especially that second – what was it, 33 and 7, you said? Yeah. yeah he, his, his best season, and, and he was doing his thing with – the second season in Tennessee, he was 33 and 7. With a, many, with a QBR yards, rating of 106. How many yards did he have throughout four? He threw three, 3,800 yards that yeah. season. So my man had a Kirk Cousins season in home care. <laughs> Nobody can see. Shout out to Kirk Cousins. Shout out to Cousins, man. Shout out to Cuzzo. I don't care what nobody say. He's top five on my list. Not Justin He's Jefferson. Huh? Not Justin Jefferson. Oh, he didn't put him at top five? No. Yo. Oh, no. oh he's not fooling. Yo, that chemistry's broken then. <laughs> I forget where well, who it was, but because they asked him. Was it a Madden like, list? Like, yo, he, yo, if it weren't for him, you wouldn't be a 99 in Madden, bro. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was it was it a Madden list he was no, making up? No, like, no, like it was I, I I think it was the five top guys right now. I, I'd have to find it. I I had it written down on another page to talk about, but once I seen the topics, I didn't even write it on this page. But Yo, that's crazy. See, let me say this. I don't care. They, they, they this like the media picks and choose who they want as top five, yeah. right? And for some reason, they really don't like cousins. Like they put him in that category of, ah, he's all right. And that's like out of thirty-two, was it thirty-two teams, right? Out of thirty-two teams, they got him at like twenty. That's not right. I I would think, based on what his play has been, statistically, I'd put him top ten. He's top ten easily. He's you know, got like, right. to be 
He's like, got to be mentioned in the like top I've 10. Seen these top 10 lists that they've been doing, and I'm looking, looking. I, I, I hate that Jalen Hurts is number six. I, it, it makes me mad. He's number six. Uh, bro, it was Mahomes. I, I was like, okay, obviously. Burrow was two. I was okay with that. Josh Allen was three. I'm like, okay, I, I can live with that. But Rodgers was four. Okay, that's fair. I was like, uh, no. Herbert was five. I was like, hell no. It, like, no. if you're based off totality, I don't have a problem with it. Because Hurts, Hurts before last season was questioned as the guy. But if, right. if you're basing that top 10 off of last season, that's completely incorrect. Because yeah. I would have put, personally, Mahomes, I would see, I'm torn. Because I, I want to put Hurts second, but I, I just have a problem moving him ahead of Burrow. Um, but I would at least put him third. So I, I probably went Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, and then from there, I I wouldn't know. I'd have to think about it. But those would be my top four, at least. And they just... I got you. Well, I'm going to read what Nick said real quick. Nick said something very important. I think people need to hear this. He said, Mahomes made no no name wide receivers into something and still had a great season and won the Super Bowl. Ryan Tannehill is no Patrick Mahomes. Facts. Thank you. Hey, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Nick, keep this in mind. Down the road. So what? Let me pin it. I'm going to pin this. Can I pin this? Ah, I can't pin it. I was going to pin it. But look, I hope everyone heard what I just said. When it comes down to it, there's 32 teams in the NFL. What up, Keith? Huh? My boy Keith is watching. I said, what up? Oh, okay. There's 32 teams in the NFL, Yeah. right? There's two teams that go into the Super Bowl every season. Yeah. There's one that comes out the champion. One. Not three, not four. I'm talking about one Super Bowl champion. Is that your limit order, Nick? So when it's all said and done, if you're going to list the top five, they better be Super Bowl contending quarterbacks. I don't want to hear... I don't want to hear, oh, well, this quarterback is just really good at throwing. This quarterback's really good at this net. No, they all better be contenders. All five. Okay. All five. I'm talking about from Mahomes is number one, and you make your other four up as you go. So you you're saying, so like me, if I were yeah. to do the top five, it would be Mahomes. I mean, if I could pick them five times, I would, but I can't do that. <laughs> we, we can't. Yeah. He's the only guy that's like, yo, I'm taking that guy or the field. I'm taking him over 31 teams. Oh, like, you know. 31 teams, no question. See, well, but that's the problem. That's, that's why I have a problem with Aaron Rodgers being top five. Because maybe this season, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. As a Jets fan, I'm optimistic. I hope so. Yeah. But I'm going to keep it real with you. I don't see him as top five. Top ten? Maybe, but top five? No, you have to put you have to put uh, uh, Mahomes in there. I'm no order, no order. You already know number one is Mahomes. The rest of it, <laughs> right? That that's it. 
That's it. So number one, Mahomes. So you got Mahomes. Ah, I hate to say it. I hate to uh, say yeah. it. But Joe, Joe Burrow. It's a bad white boy. He's a bad, that's a bad dude, man. Joe Burrow's a bad, bad dude. Ah, Josh Allen. You got to put him in there. Um, I guess you got to put, I guess you got to put Hurts in there because he's a contender, right? And then the fifth, the fifth one, I'll probably say, man, the fifth, fifth one is tough because I want to roll with Justin Herbert, but he haven't proved nothing. But if we're going off the wins, if we're going straight, Strictly off the wins, you got to go with that kid from uh, from uh, Jacksonville, man. Oh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. You got to go with Trevor Lawrence. I know people going to judge me. They're going to say, well, you don't even care about the Jaguars. Look, did he or did he not come back and whoop that ass? Oh, yeah. And Doug Peterson got what he got the best out of him and brought the best out of him. And he's did he or he, what there, did other, he? There was elevation from year one to year two, but now I mean now the elevation is now expectation. Elevation right now it's expectations. That's a great way to put yeah, it. Elevation turns into expectation. Yes. So now we're looking for those playoff wins. Now we're looking for those title contention games. Now, now we're looking for a division to be won. This is why this signing is important. Back to the original signing. Yes. yes. Go ahead. On the rise. Houston, they got a new quarterback, but we don't know what to expect. So let's just yeah. let's just say they're going to be middle of the field, you know, six, seven wins. It's, you know, let's yeah. argue. Right? Um, and then who's the other team in that division? The Colts. Also, a new quarterback. So on paper, Jacksonville, as currently constructed, easily go winning. They should win eleven games, and they should be able to win their division and get one home playoff game and possibly a home win. But it's going to be tough with the AFC because those wild card teams aren't going to be normal trashy wild card teams. You know, you you, right. might, you might see three teams from the AFC North that all have eleven wins and. Right. You might face the Baltimore Ravens in the first round. See, or, you know, that's that's you, that's another thing. Or you might face wants, you might face a sleeping Pittsburgh Steelers team who could mm-hmm. get eleven wins. And I ain't clear, counting out them doo doo Browns either up there in Cleveland. Oh no, you can't. That whole division. I am. I, I can't wait for our NFL preview episode. I can't wait. But you know, I can't wait. Either. We're we're gonna put it together. It's gonna be awesome. You know, we're going to break it down uh, division by division, team by team. We're also going to discuss who we have as winners of the division and who we have coming out of the uh, AFC and NFC. Oh, so, well, real quick. Well, well the NFC, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> the NFC. well, who's going to who's going to face up against Mahomes? <laughs> Yo. This is crazy. Shout out to shout out to Patrick Mahomes, man. I'm telling you, they got a dynasty over there, man. It's crazy. So speaking of, let's let's talk let's talk about Tyreek Hill, man. And this guy done bumped his damn head. 
he's out here telling people he's going to get 2,000 yards this season and a Super Bowl ring. So what are your thoughts on that, <laughs> that, that, that statement? I'm going to tell you something. When he was traded to the Dolphins, I thought it was atrocious for him. I thought it was detrimental to his career. And I honestly said that I thought he was done with winning Super Bowls. Right. Um, because guess what? I don't, don't believe in Tua. I don't want to even pronounce his last name. Tua Tag. Tuna, tuna, tuna Fish. Um, I don't believe in him. And, like, you know, I've always been a little skeptical, and this is no offense to left-handed people, but I've always been oh, skeptical of a left-handed quarterback only mm -hmm. because I feel like when you're, when you're right-handed, you have a better observation of the field, the way you're turned. But when you're left-handed, you have to, like, you, like you're left-handed, so you know you have to even yeah. write with a pen differently than the right-hander. You know, you have, to, you have to position the paper, like, upside down practically to write. Yeah. So now, as a left-handed quarterback, you're at a disadvantage because to throw to the opposing side of the field, you have to turn your whole body to just see it. So a left-handed quarterback is at a disadvantage, you know? Not as much right. left-handed basketball player because you can see you see guys like James Harden and Jalen Brunson who can whip them threes up quick and like whoa. But as a left-handed quarterback, to see the vision of the field is different. It's a lot. Different. Yeah. So I felt like that was a, a, a notch that was gonna hurt Tyreek Hill. Now I was happy to say Tua showed me wrong when he was healthy. Because that man was launching that ball, and I felt he was trying a little too hard with the deep ball, because some were too—he didn't have enough power in some of the throws. Some were overthrown. Right. You know, some sometimes Tyreek Hill ran past the ball. So, but when when it hit, it hit. Yeah. And yeah. he showed <clears throat> that when he's healthy, he can be that guy. He can. Right. But the problem with this statement is if. In order for him to even touch 2,000 yards, one, Jalen Waddle would have to take a step back because he's a bad dude. He's a bad, bad dude. Jalen is a bad dude. So you got to, he, he's have to take a step back or God, then, you know, I hope not, but, or get injured because, and then you would have to get like 250 a game yards, you know? Yeah. So, and the other thing is, if if Tua gets hurt, this is over. You showed it. You exactly. were they were what eight and one, and then they ended up nine and eight at the end. You know, and I was I was I was hoping they would lose, but the Jets just let me down because if they would have lost, my Steelers would have snuck in, and I couldn't trust Joe Flacco. Uh, uh. So, you know, I say that to say, and then a Super Bowl win. Mm -hmm. You know, my my one of my close friends, Chris. He's the, yeah. I think I know three Dolphins fans, maybe four. My boy Chris, another one of my boys, Jason. This other dude I used to work with, Sergio. I feel like I know right. more, but I'm not thinking of it at the moment. Yeah. And Chris, he got you know, Chris was at my house last weekend, and we're talking, and he's talking about bets he placed already. 
and bets on them on the Dolphins winning the division and making it to the Super Bowl. Um, and I, I looked at him like I said, hey, I'm, I'm all for the sheer confidence in your team. That's not going to happen. I'm going <laughs> to tell you why. Easiest road to the Super Bowl is to be number one in the AFC. You're not going to do that. So no. the second easiest road is to win your division so you're guaranteed a road game. Or, I mean, a home game. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening because let's keep it on. Let's keep it real. You look at the other teams. Mainly, we're looking at the Jets and we're looking at the Bills. Um, right. Those are your two biggest levels of competition. The Patriots have not added any pieces to help Mac Jones, and you know, especially in this year, as you know, I once again, Mina Kimes pointed out to me that in the third year, helping a quarterback like Tyreek Hill going to. Uh, Miami last season uh, was big. So, you know, you're not good. They haven't made the moves. The Patriots will still be competitive, but they haven't made the yeah. moves that gets them back to Tom Brady days. And they'll never get there again, in my opinion. No. So, so you look at Buffalo. Buffalo was going to come in. They're going to win 13 games, 12 games. They're going to go. To the, they're going to go. Usually that's enough to win that division. The Jets. Yeah. I don't know what to expect from Aaron Rodgers, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna give him 11 games, right? Let's just say I'm gonna give him 11 games. Could be more, might be less. But I'm gonna give him 11, right? So that means to me, the Dolphins have to at minimum win 12 to even have yeah, oh yeah, at the division. So right. I don't see this. And then if you don't win the division, you go into a wild card spot. Well, guess what? You're not winning the Super Bowl. Guess what? You 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 gonna match up with you know that second seed, which is more than likely gonna be Buffalo or the Jets or yeah. or, or or that bad man up there and sit down there in Cincinnati. And guess what? That ain't gonna happen. So to me, this statement did nothing but put a target on them. Um and. And I also think it does nothing to help the team, considering Tua's coming back from those those head injuries, that they should be focused on protecting him, keeping him healthy, just making it to the playoffs and winning a game. Um, you know, I'm I'm all for like I'm all for confidence. Yeah, you know, like another WWE analogy, Steve Austin said in the back in the day, if you ain't here to win the championship, you ain't got no business being here. And I that's true. That's the same thing in any sport. You know, you should believe you're going to win the title. But, you know, you have to be realistic and build to it as well. I agree. I agree a thousand percent what you're saying. And I'll even add a little spice to that by saying not only did it do nothing for me, but it also made me laugh. Because you're talking about a wide receiver who is the most gas up wide receiver in probably NFL right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any other NFL player or wide receiver who talks more about himself than Tyreek Hill. And when it's all said and done, the numbers don't lie, bro. Like, let's look at the numbers last season, his first season with the Miami Dolphins. So he he got 119 receptions and he had over 1,700 yards. But he didn't put 
got some incredible numbers every catch. He only had four, average 14 yards per catch and pretty much, you know, seven touchdowns. What is that? What is seven touchdowns now? Well, I think for him, I don't, you know, he didn't, I haven't heard him talk anything about touchdown talk, but right in terms of his yardage, he said 17, 100? Yes. Well, so you look at it, he, they look for that big play. You know, it's really yeah, I mean, a big play, or or he has like the playoffs against the Bills, a little toss, and then you yeah. get, you know. But I think you're true. right that you know sometimes guys put up the touchdowns and the yards don't equivocate, or they right. put up the yards like Julio Jones was always known for yards but never touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you have guys like like James Conner who will put up a, a bunch of touchdowns. But the yards were okay, but they didn't equivocate. So yeah. I think there's the for him the emphasis isn't touchdowns, it's yards. Yeah, and which I, is but you're which right. Is under, he should which is understandable. He should at least be getting ten touchdowns. But if you're if you're a big time 119 reception type wide receiver, damn it, you can't get ten touchdowns. I mean, and this is going to show you how delirious these guys are. Don't get me wrong. That Confidence, like you said, is everything, right? But you also got to be realistic. Tua Tungavailoa is injury prone. He, he was literally one injury away from retirement. I mean, he said it himself. You've seen his, his fingers. Like, yeah, he was throwing up gang signs. He was throwing up gang signs because he got hit so hard, and he had CTE. But when it's all said and done, Tyreek Hill is not – that wide receiver he say he is. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's fast. He's got great hands, but he's not that guy. I'm telling you, when he played with with Patrick Mahomes, he was that guy. But with someone like Tua, no, he's not that guy. And I'm not putting him down, but I'm what I'm saying is, dog, you're not going to even get even close to 1,800 yards, let alone 2,000 yards. Because two is not going to be throwing to you, and like you mentioned, you got Waddle to throw to. You gotta, you know, you gotta divvy it up. You're not going to just throw to one wide receiver all season. Right. You got to split it, and then on top of that, you got to remember, this season is the most important season for the Miami Dolphins because if they don't win at least a playoff game, dog, somebody's getting traded. <laughs> somebody's getting traded. Cause there's too much money. Right. You got Tyree Kill, you got Jaden Waddle, you got um, you know, Tua, of course, and you got all these pieces who are supposed to be enough to contend in that division, but you don't have enough to even do anything because the quarterback's always injured. Right. So, so it's almost like you're missing a, a whole wheel. Like you got four wheels on a car, and every year they take off a wheel and they're like, all right, drive. Where you going? You ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. So, I don't think he's going to even get close to even 1,800 yards. I think that was an anomaly that he did 1,700. And that was, I want to say, yeah, it was his most ever, you know, out of his, uh, you know, out of his career, 1,700, right. which is which is great. That's a good thing. But for him to be in a position to uh, do that again, nah. He's not. I don't think so. I think it's a wrap. I think he's probably going to demand a trade in the middle of the season because of the injuries. 
right. <laughs> let's keep it 100. He's not going to be able to even even show his potential of what he is exactly. because of the injuries. So that's my take on it. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. I want um, to go ahead. I want to segue to the NBA. But real quick, I because we're talking about the Dolphins, I got a mm -hmm. shout out when it's important because I didn't know this. Is I've always been upset about lack of black ownership in the NFL. Right. And I read the other day that Venus and Serena have been minority owners of mm -hmm. Miami Dolphins since 2009. Yes. I did not know this. I, I'm, I am like bombard I'm, I'm catastrophically upset that i did not know this information right like, because it's just right. and i looked I, like because i've seen it and i fact checked it all, all the reports that this was public information on june 1st of, of this year yeah you know, why why in a time when you know we have no black no black face on anything i mean they're minority right. owners but ownership's ownership yeah ownership's yeah. ownership you know, and it's just like, I just want to make sure I said that, shouted that out. But we need more black ownership. I mean, seriously, you know, like I, I was I was reading for a while, Jay-Z talking about buying a team, you know, and in any sport, you know, because, you know, Jay had one fifteenth of a percent of the Nets, but that didn't really count, you know. Right. Like, but, I, you know, I just would like more black ownership. And I'm just appalled Absolutely. that especially someone like Stephen A. Smith, who's unapologetically black, mm -hmm. who I watch every day, and never – if he did say it, I never heard him say it or talk about it. But I mean, they, they briefly talked about it on ESPN, like, years ago, but they didn't really mention it, like, hard because – I think two reasons. Number one, I think because they play, they play tennis, you know what I mean? And tennis is one of those sports that is – not really popular in the U.S. Right. It's not really a big, huge, popular sport. It is, sport. you know, a lucrative sport, but a lot of people don't watch it um, in the U.S. Second thing, I think, is because they're minority owners. You know what I mean? Not trying to put them down, but we don't even know what percentage. You know, like a lot of people who are minority owners, they probably have like anywhere between 1% all the way to like 25% or 60 16%, 25%, 30%. You never know. So uh, we don't know, but I will say it is super dope to know that, that there's black owners in the NFL. Um, I think our next step in the in the step of quote-unquote equality in sports will be become majority owners. You know what I mean? Be, be in the position of Robert, Robert Kraft or be in the position Jerry of – um, you know Jerry Jones, yeah, having a majority, but I'm gonna be real with you. The price is so crazy. <laughs> you know, it's in the it's in the it's in the tens of billions, and depending on where or what team, you might be given all your whole entire earnings. So I don't know. I I, I mean, it's cool to hear it and see it, but it's a lot of money. I think if they come together, like you see somebody like Diddy. And then you put like somebody like Jay Z, and they come together. Yeah, I think they can buy a team and be flat out the minor majority owner, not the minority, the majority owner. 
because they got both of them got billions. Well, allegedly for Diddy, I don't know. I don't know if he got billions yeah. anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah. So anyway, I, I say that to say kudos to them, congratulations to them. Um, but I think our next step is to become my majority owners in the situation of owning a team, like we see in the NBA with uh, yeah. Michael Jordan. Fair enough. Yeah. I wanted to make sure we touched on that. And I'm a segue. Mm -hmm. And NBA's got quite a bit. So I want to talk. I'm going to save the Clippers for later. Okay. But the first thing I got to make sure we talk about is um, this, this, this flopping rule and the challenge rule change. Uh, all right. I'm going to let you go first because I, I got Okay. You. I don't, I don't. All right, let let's talk about the flopping rule. So according to the reports, they they're saying that a flop is considered a technical now, right? Yes. How many technicals do you get before you're suspended? What is it, eight or nine? Is it nine? How many? How many technicals do you get? I think technicals. <laughs> is, I think flagrant is like eight or nine, but I think technicals is like. How many technicals do like, you have? I think it's like fourteen. Um, I'm gonna find out. Before suspension is is 16, 16 technicals. Yeah. Now I had to get that number right because I want everybody to put this in their mind. The the magic number is 16. So you you're telling me somebody like a LeBron James <laughs> got 16 times out of 82 games. So let's 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 think about this for a second. There's 82 games in a season. Yeah. Do you honestly believe they're going to suspend LeBron James in that season for no. for for flopping? No. That's my problem with the rule. That is my problem with the damn rule. My problem is you and I both know they're not going to suspend LeBron freaking James because he's flopping 16 times out of 82 games. See, he can do flopping twice in a game. That's that's how fast the and thing happens. Nine straight games, and that's it. And that's it, right? He can flop two games, I mean, two times in a game. Nine games, he's suspended on a 10th. 16? Yeah, so 16. So eight games, yeah. So he can flop two times a game for the first, let's say, eight games, and on the 10th game, or the, or the ninth game, he's suspended. That's not, not going to happen. I'm going to tell you why. There's too much money in these superstar athletes. So you're not, not going to convince me the referees are going to call it straight down the middle and say somebody like Jordan Poole versus someone like Steph Curry. They're going to suspend Steph Curry more than they're going to suspend Jordan Poole. No, they're not going to do it like that. They're going to look, they're going to see it, and they're going to overlook it. They're going to be like... Ah, whatever. We're not going to call tech because they know 16 techs equal a suspension. So let's get that out the way. Now, now, the other thing. What was the other thing you mentioned? You said the challenge rule, right? Yeah, if it's nowadays, if the coach gets the challenge right the first time and they did mm -hmm. the challenge, if the challenge is successful, they get a second challenge. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to tell you why. They should have been did that. If I 
won that challenge. Why the hell am I being punished by you taking that challenge away? You was wrong, not me. <laughs> you was the one messing up the call, not me. <laughs> you feel me? So I think they should not only do that, they should also give you a foul back. <laughs> or allow you to take, or you know what I'm saying? Allow you to take something away from the other team. Say, all right, you get a timeout taken away. Right. That kind of thing. Because ain't no way I'm going to sit there and I'm right. I'm not even a referee. But I know that wasn't a freaking call. And then you all of a sudden you're like, you know what? You're right. Sakaki said you're right. So they go to New Jersey, look at the video, and they say, okay, you're right. They should be able to reward them, at least uh, maybe take a or take away a timeout from the opposing team and then give it to the team that was correct. Something like that. That's how I would do it if I'm the NBA commissioner. That's how I'm setting up the rule. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I've always been a David Stern fan. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Best commissioner. But besides, what he did, besides what he did to uh, Kobe. But that's all another story. <laughs> but and, but I, I like the approach Adam Silver has brought to the game. Mm -hmm. But I don't like everything he's done to the game. And what I mean is I don't have an issue with the flopping rule. Mm -hmm. If going to do it accordingly because I don't think it's only LeBron they're lucky Paul Paul Pierce is lucky he ain't playing in this era but you know you're not going to you're not going to suspend you're not going to suspend you know oh Harden's pretty flop much a flopper himself yeah you're not, you're not going to suspend him you're not going to suspend Kawhi you're not going to suspend KD so like you said I think I'm not going to really touch on that because I pretty much think the same thing. The same yeah. thing that you're thinking. Yep. My only issue is that Adam Silver has always wanted to make the game faster. Right. But he's always said that's why when you get an offensive rebound, it goes to 14 seconds instead of 24 to make the yeah. game faster. He's wanted mm -hmm. to speed up. That flopping technical rule slows the game down. Mm. You're right. Challenges You're right. stop the game. You're right. right. So, literally, so literally stop the game. Happens, you know, you're getting like action, you know, because like I said, people like offense. They want to see fast-paced, fun game, you know, mm -hmm. that stops the game. And then they got to go to a commercial. Then they got to check it. Then they got to announce it. So I have not been a fan of challenges in the NBA. Personally, I don't have a problem with them, like for the game's sake and, you know, saying, oh, that call's wrong because I've seen a lot of successful challenges. But you know, yeah. trying to make the game faster because basketball's more fun at a fast pace, even playing it. We've played basketball, you know. Oh, yeah. At a fast pace, pace it's a fun game. Yeah. But, you know, I just think, once again, a second challenge slows the game down and stops it. So, you know, as a fan of watching, I don't like it. But as a fan of the sport, it's good for it. That's right. my take on it. But I have I have no no issue with uh with them doing it that way personally. Okay.
So let me ask you a question. Who do you think is the first superstar to get suspended for flopping? Marcus Smart. Yeah, I can see that. Marcus Smart. I can see that. <laughs> Marcus. Definitely can see that. Which is actually funny because he also can get suspended for technical fouls from talking back about flopping. So he, oh yeah. He could get he could get he could get three texts in one one actually two texts in one game. Oh, okay. Just by flopping and then arguing with the ref, that's another tech. <laughs> and then they gotta be like, like oh and then you know wait well, imagine if they tell him he flopped. Yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be fighting. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I feel, I feel, actually, I feel bad because Adam Silver, and this is just me, I don't know, but Adam Silver been trying hard, hard to appease to the fans, and the fans just don't rock with him, bro. Yeah, I mean, the fans, the fans just don't rock with Adam Silver, and I feel like he's one of those guys that like to be liked. Like, David Stern didn't care. He's like, yo, I don't care if y'all like me or not. I'm trying to make this game successful. Roger embraces it. Like, I remember I remember the one, the year that he did the draft in his house, he started saying yeah. that the COVID, he was saying that he missed the booze. Like, he had them play booze See? for him because it was uncomfortable that they didn't boo. So then the See? next year, when they were able to have fans, or the year after that, I think it was the next year. They they yeah. they go in, but it wasn't loud. And he's like, "Come on, louder!" And they're like, "Oh, he's like, that's better." Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Some people take that villain role serious, but I feel like Adam Silver is one of those guys that don't like to be a villain, and that's the problem. That he don't like to be the villain. He don't like to make the hard calls. He don't like to you know make the decisions that need to be made. Like for instance, this whole situation with this John Moran thing, like, come on, son, 25 games? Like, dog, he's at least at 40 games. Right. Minimum. The other thing he does is he puts his focus on things that hurt the game, as in this next okay. topic I'm going to segue into. Sure. I got to rest my head. <laughs> so I read the other day that this man is looking to add expansion teams to the NBA. Right. To make, make it 32 teams. Those those two cities are and what I don't like and what, what's going to be a problem is for me because of where he wants to add these teams, you would have to add four teams. Because they're both in the same conference. He's looking to add a scene back in Seattle and one in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. So now what? The Eastern Conference is going to have 30 teams or uh, 15, and then the West is going to have 17? No. Um, they're going to move some teams over to the East. They would have to. They would have, yeah, they'd have to move one team over to balance it back out. Yeah. Because if it's 15 yeah. and 17, you have to move one over. Yeah, you said you said Las you said Las Vegas and, and Seattle. Seattle. Um, let me look at a map. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you which team's going on. 
I'll tell you. Because they did this before. Well, is New Orleans is a Western Conference team? Yeah, that's probably they, going to the East. They would have to move. They would probably move to the East. Yeah, they probably move to the East. Or, um, hold on, I'll tell you real quick. I'll tell you real quick because um, it's so funny because I look at these teams, I always say, like, damn, what team will actually go over? So, technically, technically, um, Memphis Grizzlies is, is eligible, believe it or not. Okay. Because Memphis is closer to the East Coast than um, than um, New Orleans. Uh, Minnesota, huh? Charlotte? Charlotte's way over. Charlotte's on the coast. Okay. So Charlotte's already in the East. Um, so, so you you so you probably looking at yeah probably um the Minnesota Timberwolves or the you know the uh, Memphis Grizzlies or the New Orleans Pelicans. I think New Orleans probably more than any any team because New Orleans need that push. Um, yeah, those are the three teams I see could easily become an Eastern Conference team or quite as kept the OKC Thunder. True. True. Forgot they're kind of, they're kind of in that. They're in the middle. That's like, like the Midwest. You know, like Midwest is like Minnesota, um, OKC, New Orleans, and Tennessee. Memphis. Memphis. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then, of course, you got Chicago. Chicago and, 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 you know, also you got, you know, uh, Milwaukee. Those are like Midwest, technically. Those are Midwest teams. But I will say this. If a team is coming to Seattle, that's a big move. That's a huge move. That's something they should have never stopped. They should have had it. They should have been had a team in Seattle back. Well, city. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, Think about it. A lot of these basketball players it's, come it's, from it's Seattle. It's a sports city because they love their Seahawks. They love their Mariners. Yeah. Yep. And they love their hockey. They won like what? Didn't they win a championship recently? The Kraken? Didn't they go to – no, no, no. That was – they won like two years ago, I think. Um. Anyway, they love their sports. They love their sports. There's no basketball team out there since, the, you know, early 2000s um, until they moved to OKC. But then on the flip side, Las Vegas. Oh my goodness, that would be a big, that that would be dope. I mean, I don't know why they didn't have a team there before because the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA is killing. It. They're killing it. I mean, they just did the All Star game out there in Las Vegas. Um, you know the the Vegas the Vegas lifestyle is is crazy because everyone's there. So it's not like – somebody told me this, and it made perfect sense. They said Las Vegas is like a lot like New York City because a lot of people visit there, so a lot of people aren't from there. So when they go to these games, you'll see all different types of fans there. Like you, you'll see – let's say, for instance, I go to Las Vegas. I'm not there for the team. I'm there because it's a game there. Right. So – um. Yeah, I think it's a great move. The only question would be, who the hell is getting drafted to the, these teams? Because <laughs> they would have to do an expansion draft. 
Yeah, they would have to do something to to get them to where they need to be. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's something that they would have to figure out. I didn't even think about that. I don't know how they did that when they expanded for when the Bobcats came in before they became the Hornets again. I don't remember what they did. Um, I remember like I remember like two this happened twice. This happened in my lifetime, I can remember it happened with the Vancouver Grizzlies and the um, Toronto Raptors. That was the first time. Then you mentioned the Bobcats and the what's the name? Um, and, they, and then they ultimately became the Hornets again. Yeah, they became the Hornets. No, no, no. They were horn. Well, they were Hornets first, and they became the Bobcats. Well, yeah, that's why I said they went back to being the Hornets. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. The but, Hornets, there was no team. When they came yeah. back, they came back as the Bobcats, and eventually they yeah. came back to being the Hornets. Right. So, but I, I don't remember I don't remember the Miami Heat expansion. I don't remember the um, um, Bob, the, um, the Hornets expansion, because those two teams expanded at the same time. In the night, I think it was 1990. My memory served me correct. One somewhere. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't really have a memory of that, but I do vaguely. I do. I do vividly. Excuse me. I vividly remember the Canadian teams um expanded because I remember um them talking about it, and I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. I was like, they're getting a team in a whole nother country. So what they did. They they protected I think eight players or nine players yeah. per team, and they said, all right, everybody else is free game. You can draft whoever you want. And so they had like a draft pool, and they just drafted random people. And I remember one of the people being Greg Anthony from the New York Knicks. <laughs> That's how I remember it. Yeah. Because he went, he got drafted, and then he went, he played for the Knicks I think for two years at that time. And then he got he got drafted again through the expansion draft. Okay, I got you. And, and that's how they ended up with his rights to go play in Vancouver. So that's what they'll probably do in the NBA moving forward with these two teams. They'll they'll protect like maybe like nine players, and then they'll say, okay, everybody else, all those random random basketball players that no one likes, you I can draft them because the whole purpose. Is so they can get into the lottery, right? right? Get next year be a lottery team and find a, find a superstar. So yeah, that's how that works. Okay. Oh, all right, yo. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and then I'm watching NBA today, and something I forgot to put in the notes, but it, I feel like it has to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Joel Embiid. Did you hear what he right. said? No. What happened to Joel Embiid? He said that ultimately he wants to win a championship, whether it be in Philly or somewhere else. <laughs> did um, he really say that? Huh? Did he, did oh, he really say that? I've seen the video. He, he said it. Came right out of his mouth. He said whether it's here. His exact word, oh. whether it's here or elsewhere. Oh, man. Exact words. I kind of paraphrased it, but those were his exact words. So, All right. go ahead. I'll let you go with this one. I got to say this. 
and I hope no, there's no 76ers fans in here. But your team is cursed, man. If there's any 76ers team, uh, fans of that team, I'm going to keep it real with you. You guys are up there with the cursed teams. You guys are up there with the Knicks. You guys are up there with the Nets. You guys are up there with the Magic. You guys are up there with all the cursed NBA teams that just can't get their shit right. Excuse my language, but I got to keep it real with y'all because how in the hell do you draft number one pick after number one pick after number one pick after number one pick, go out there, find superstars, not one, not two, not three. You find like seven superstars in the past 10 years, allow them to walk out the door then all of a sudden, find a way to get an MVP to, to actually play once again in Philly. Because you guys had one with Allen Iverson and you screwed it up. Now, all of a sudden, Joel Embiid wins the, champ, uh, wins the MVP award and now he's talking about leaving. <laughs> and but before he said that, who wanted to walk out the door? James Harden. So, what does that tell you? There's something wrong with this organization i keep telling people you're not finding mvps all over the place so why the hell would somebody want to leave an mvp to go play with a bum team in los angeles yeah i mean the question was on when i seen it was is this concerning it's very concerning if i'm um, if i'm, I'm daryl morey Nick Nurse, or anyone in that organization, this is concerning because you got Very. Harden out the door, all but out the door. Yeah, got, yeah, he's already out. You got you got him here. Mm -hmm. him. So for me, I look at it like you're right. They don't have, they don't have what you know that 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 niche that they need, right? Right. So now, now it's like. Like you have to look at the other part of it. Well, people don't give Joel Embiid enough, and he's one of my favorite players. Okay, one of my favorite players, but they don't give him the fair criticism that he deserves at all. Meaning, you know, we don't criticize him for missing as many games as he does. He doesn't get yeah. the same criticism as Anthony Davis. Or, no, you know I have to say Kawhi Leonard, mm -hmm. or the criticism LeBron's get gotten for missing games in recent years, and he's been in the league for twenty years, right? Or even Kevin Durant in recent years, he's been pretty injury prone, but you know he's going into year fourteen, I want to say. Yeah, you know Steph Curry has missed a reasonable amount of games going into year fourteen, but Joel right. B always finds a way to sneak under the radar much like he's not criticized for being 0-5 mm -hmm. in the first round of the playoffs and 0-3 in the semifinals and has never been to an eastern conference finals i don't care that Kawhi got you with a lucky shot in game seven you still lost so, so oh, oh man shout out to Kawhi. <laughs> you know so for me I'm looking at this as this is concerning because this guy just won the MVP. This guy yeah. is the pillar of your organization. 
currently. Yes. So exactly. you know, he knows as we did, as we've talked about before, his time ultimately is coming. Like to like the, his prime is getting is gonna round up sooner than it should due to the injury history and just you know him getting older. Yeah. So you know, I, I see him. And getting that, as I call it, that Gary Payton championship. Just slide oh. on to that team, you know. Jawan Howard was also on that team. People don't realize that, you know. So, you know, I, you know, so, and it's not a knock. I mean, Gary Payton did contribute. He won the title. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to knock the guy for that. But what I'm yeah. saying is, you know, it's, you know, his window he knows is closing. And, you know, he knows it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough road, especially once James Harden does does leave. Yeah. So if I'm the Sixers, I don't know what you're going to do with Embiid, because if you don't keep him or he demands a trade, you're. I mean, you. I, I already think it's time to rebuild. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's beyond time to rebuild. Because, like you literally just mentioned. I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else. I just want to have a chance to accomplish that. That's exactly yes, it's beyond it's beyond time. Let's keep it 100. Like I said, how many number one picks do you need <laughs> until you guys figure it out? Like, Joel Embiid was, was the number one pick. Ben Simmons was the number one pick. Um, you know, both, both of those guys are on their way. Well, Ben Simmons is with the Brooklyn Nets, and Joel's on his way out. So, so I look at it like, like this. If if you really want, want to look at how this thing's going to turn out, just look how, how things turn out in Brooklyn. Yeah. Kyrie Irving demanded a trade. Five minutes later, Kevin Durant demanded a trade. And the whole thing fell apart. The whole yeah. thing thing just crumbled like quick so if i'm the 76ers if i'm you know daryl morey i'm going to sit down with joel and b say all right let's work on a list of what teams you want to play for next season because i'm not even going to waste your time i'm not going to waste my time and we need to figure this out because i need to find out who i need to bring on to rebuild this shit and to be honest I would get the best premium premium offer because this is the time you do it. You don't wait until he's injured. You don't wait until he demands a trade. You do it now because he won the MVP. This is the pinnacle where he's going to be. He's not going to go no higher because he's not winning another MVP. I don't care what nobody say. Right. Joke has got, got robbed. I don't care what nobody say. And so he's not going to win another MVP. Oh, yeah, by the way, He's getting older. He's not a spring chicken. He's not 21. Right. So this is the time to trade him. This is the time to rebuild. And if you don't, what's going to end up happening, they're going to become the bottom sellers sellers like they were, what, seven years ago, eight years ago? Yeah. Remember, we used to laugh at the uh, 76ers when they had Michael Carter Jr., Michael Carter uh, Williams on the team? Yep. Yeah. They were, and they he won the other year, and by the way, he walked out the door. See, that's what I'm saying. They allow all these freaking stars. They they let Jimmy Butler walk out the door to keep freaking uh, Ben Simmons. What does that tell you? 
that they're not that bright. I'm trying to see how old is Joel Embiid. I think, yeah, like I think you know, 28. You know, I Joel Embiid's 29 right now. Oh, that's even worse. He's done. He's not going to play until he's 35. Right. He's got, and they just said on here, he signed a supermax in 20. Um, I think it said, oh, here it is. Signed a projected four-year, 213 supermax in 2021 that goes through 26-27. See? You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's something. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But hopefully they do it while he's at the hype. But, you know, I want to transition while we're on Harden. But, unfortunately, I got before I get to the Clippers, I guess we're in there. There's one signing that, that actually I'm excited about, and I'm not even a fan of this team. Um, Bull Bull signing with Phoenix for a year. Bro, I think you and I had this conversation, maybe. About you know they they talk about or had it with someone but I think it was you about how they yeah. never seen anything but like Wimbenyana but I yeah. just I found a video of Ball Ball doing everything Wimbenyana yeah. can do. He's that guy. And I'm I'm gonna tell you why I'm excited for this because I watched okay. him on the Magic and yeah you know I you know I got highlights and stuff of yeah him and he's. He can shoot the three. He can dribble. He can do everything that right. Wimbenyana is supposed to be able to do. I mean, he, he's he's great. But I think this offense, because especially because he doesn't have to play center, this offense right. is going to be great for him. I think they're going to play a fast-paced game. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be. I think he's going to ball out and he's going to increase his value with this one-year deal. Even if he doesn't stay with Phoenix in the long term, he is gonna. I think he's gonna do good. I think he's a good fit for them. That um, you know, just to have another. You know, they need some more size, but ultimately, just he's a, he's a, like a. Like I was watching these highlights. He's, he could he could become unguardable. I mean, he could do a lot, you know. And I just think he's gonna bowl. Bowl's gonna bowl out. <laughs> What's up? Um, my take on that, and I'll be real with you, I think it's a waste. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. You got literally, let me count. You got four Kevin Durant's on one team. <laughs> you got four Kevin Durant's including Kevin Durant team. himself. <laughs> including Kevin Durant. Okay. And I'm going to break it down to you quick. I'm not going to be long-winded with this. Kevin Durant's mission is to score. He plays zero defense, right? Yeah. Guess what? So does Devin Booker. And guess what? So does Bradley Bill. And guess what? So does Bol Bol. And Aiden, too. And and Aiden. So, technically. (laughs) You got a whole team. You got five. You got five. Kevin Durant's on one team that just want to score. And I look at this team as a as a disaster because here's what's going to end up happening. They're top heavy as, as F, right? Yeah. Joel Embiid is looking for a team. Joel 
All Embiid's looking for a team. Just keep that in the back yeah. of your mind. Now, we know Aiden is not staying in Phoenix. So I, I can easily see Phoenix trading for Aiden and then turning around and putting Joel Embiid in place for Kevin Durant and the rest of the team. Yeah. Booker, Bill, and now Bow Bow. And you know what's going to end up happening? They're going to be a second-round elimination. They're going to get eliminated in the second round because there's other teams who play defense, like the, like the freaking Denver Nuggets. And the Denver Nuggets said, okay, you want to play a fast-paced basketball game? I got something for you. How about this? How about we defend one player and everyone else can just shoot their freaking hearts out? Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that that I guess in that in that sense it makes it makes it makes it's different. It makes so they're not gonna go nowhere. I'm I'm being real with you. It's gonna be fun to watch during the regular season. It's gonna be excellent to watch, especially when you're like not doing nothing. You're at home. It's a Saturday, whatever, right? Yeah. It's gonna be awesome to watch all this offensive stars just go off. It's gonna be almost like the All Star team, but. Defensive-wise, dogs, they're going to get cooked. Let them go up against Denver in the first round. Let them go up against them in the second round. They won't even last four, five games. They're only going they're, they're, they're to be there for four games, and they're gone. And it's over. It's over. So I look at it as being a disaster because Bull Bull, although he is skilled, he's talented, I was hoping he would get his own team. I was hoping he would get a team where he can – be himself because these other teams that he's been to, because he played for Denver. He was on Denver first, and then he went to the Magic. Um, they never allowed him to be him. They never allowed him to uh, – goodness, that was a home run. Uh, they never allowed him to um, go out there and play the offensive basketball that he's capable of because he's everything Wimbignana is. Right. Or will be, I should say. Excuse me. So – I don't know. That's just my take on it. Fair enough. Still going to be fun to watch. That's all I'm excited about. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's Absolutely. Definitely fun. Is what we about to talk about. I'm going to flip it real quick. Look. Look what the TV says. What's that? It says, Raptors acquire Kawhi Leonard from Spurs. Talking about this day in 20, 2019. It must be. Oh, okay. okay. I'm about to say, like, they, they got him again? No. <laughs> the TV knew I was about to transition. Uh, Ah, got you, got you. We'll retract back to where we ended off with Embiid. Yes. We're talking about James Harden. Right. I read two different things about the Clippers. They are Mm -hmm. seem to be seem to be a hot destination still, um, given the the injury history. Right. Um, But I'm reading, and I'll save the Kawhi and PG eligibility as the last topic. Okay. But I will say that. James Harden says he he he's pulling a da- he's pulling a Dame Dollar. Says he only wants to play for the Clippers. My question to you is, if that happens, who who's going? Because um, that's really what it comes down to. Like, I oh I also read he wants to play with Russell Westbrook again. Right. He did say that. that. So, yeah. So, you know, my, my theory, my question is, like, who's who's going in this scenario? 
Um, you know, because I don't think James Harden makes you better, um, especially because you're going to have to, at minimum, give up Paul George. So, I mean, because you, the Clippers, because they were talking about this with the Dame Lillard trade, is the Clippers have a lot of expiring contracts. And right. All those players are older, like Nicholas Batoon and um, mm-hmm. uh, there, was, there was like two other ones I can't think of that are kind of older on there. You know, you're yeah. going to have to get rid of like Marcus Morris Sr. Um, you know, um, so, you know, what, what's your take on Harden go, wanting to go to the Clippers? And if the Sixers can get him there, who's who's going? Um, whew, man, I think I believe, um, of course, they're going to probably put together a trade that, that makes financial sense. Um I can't tell you right off the top who's going because I don't have the contracts in front of me. But one of those guys would be Russell Westbrook. Let's keep let's let's keep it hundred because he's old money. I mean, even if it's ten million, that's still enough to kind of finagle three other players and get them in a place where they can get his ass out of here. Right. I don't see them working with. I don't see James Harden playing alongside Russ anyway. Because they already did that. Didn't work. They did that in Houston. And they did that in OKC. And both times, it didn't work. I mean, OKC, it was better because he was coming off the bench. James Harden was coming off the bench. He wasn't playing, you know, point guard. With, right, he with, wasn't, um, that, he wasn't that court. facilitator he became yet until he yeah. went to Houston. Right, until he went to Houston. And he was kind of forced into that position. So in this case, in this scenario, you have James Harden saying these things, but in reality, he's talking to his agent like, yo, you might have to trade his asset to Philly. Right. Because let's be real. They're friends outside of the NBA. Like, they're friends because they both grew up in the same area. They both grew up in L.A. And Paul George and Kawhi grew up in L.A. All of them are from L.A. So, So they know each other, and they hang out with each other. They know each other. It's not like they don't know, but if we're looking at this whole thing as like one odd man out, hell yeah, Russ is gone. Russ is packing his shit right now. Um, I think they're probably going to get him out. They're probably going to get rid of uh, somebody like Platoon, like you mentioned. Um, I'm not sure if uh, what's the name still on the squad. Um, Reggie Bullock is he still there? No, right? I think he's on Dallas. Okay, so now. Nah. So they're probably going to get rid of some pieces. They're going to get rid of Zubat probably. I don't know. They're going to get rid of the big contracts. That's my point. Because they need a matchup. I think it's $30 million. What is it, $38 million? 36.5. 36.5. So Zubat is going to be gone. Uh, Russ is going to be gone. Batoon is going to be gone. And probably some, like, random draft picks. That'll even out to about $36 million. And then they're going to bring James Harden in. Uh, Daryl Moore is going to be happy with that because Joel Embiid don't want to play in Philly anyway. So he's probably going to take Zubat's contract and get Russ because it at least attracts somebody. Um, yeah, so that they're they're the odd man out. But as far as them and what they're going to do once they get James Harden, they ain't going to do nothing. James Harden is washed, bro. My man scored nine points. Nine, not ten. Nine points. In a game seven situation, he's washed. He 
is cooked. My man will never be an all-star again. In fact, he might not even be first team or second or third team ever again. I would say, like I've said and I said before, it don't. I don't think James Harden helps any team. In the, well, I may not said this, no. but I've said, but I'm going to say it now. I've said it in some form. I personally don't believe James Harden helps any team in the NBA. He's and done, especially because. And I bring it back to that year. They're up 3-2. Chris Paul goes down. Now you're the guy. You got to step up Mm -hmm. and be like, I got to close this game. I got to get this done. I got two chances to do the unthinkable and send the almighty Steph Curry home. So when you look at it, and when you look at it, they weren't able to do that. So I look at it like, oh well, he wasn't able to close. The, he wasn't able to close the deal. So you know now that that puts a bad look on you. Yeah. Because now you weren't able to get. You've proven. It's a proven fact. You can't get the job done. No. You couldn't show up in the finals in OKC. Mm-hmm. You didn't show up in Houston in the Western Conference Finals. In the, yep. in the regular season. Michelle, quiet, lower your voice, please. You couldn't show up in the finals, the Western Conference finals um, with Houston. Then after after that, after you couldn't show up there, um, you know, you go to the Nets, you don't show up there. You go to Philly, yeah. you don't show up here. So what if I'm a general manager or an owner or even a head coach, what makes me think trading for you will make you show up here? So so I say that to say the Clippers is a hot destination. But let's be honest. I think I posted the reel the other day. I had I looked up mm-hmm. the facts before I posted it, so I knew it. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have played a uh, 96 and 46 on the court together. Yeah. They yeah. played essentially about 48% of the games they're eligible to play. Mm-hmm. So now, now what happens is because you already know at the end of the season, one or both of those guys will be hurt if somehow they were to keep Paul George and acquire right. James Harden. So now what's that mean? That means that there's a good chance that you would, and it might even take a third team to be the B.I. in the situation. But you're mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're saying – that you're going to look at Russell Westbrook and James Harden to win games for you. And that's the problem. Or or if you move Westbrook, you're looking at Harden. And, you know, he's supposed to be the guy that gets you over the hump. But he's proven multiple times he cannot do that. So I think personally, you know, I get he wants to play there, but I think it's bad. I think he's better off playing on a team where he doesn't have to garner the attention. Kind of like how, like, you take 03. I remember when LeBron, Melo, and Wade were drafted. Um, I Believe it or not, I wasn't always a big LeBron guy. I was, uh, and I wasn't really a big Melo guy either. Right. I liked Melo, but I just, the, I just wasn't big on his game. 
But that man, Dwayne Wade, I loved that guy. Oh, I don't yeah. care what anyone says, top five shooting guard. For, for me, personally, this is my personal list. It goes, goes Mike, Kobe, AI, him. You know, for me, that, that, for me that, that, that's my, my personal list. You know, so um, I, I loved him. I just thought he was just so unique and how he could take the hit and make the basket. I just, I loved him. I, I, yeah. I started, you know, my friends would be like, man, you really like that guy. And when he did won that finals in 06 and put the team on his back like Hercules, ah! I mean, it was the greatest <laughs> performance I've seen with my own eyes. When yeah. he said something that's going to translate to this, and they were interviewing him, and they asked him, well how, well, how do you feel that you're not, you're not mentioned as, as much as the other two? He goes, well, you know, I don't really care. He's like, because, you know, those two have the spotlight. So they can go, they go out there and have a bad night. They're in the headlines. If I score, mm -hmm. if I, if I score nine points, I fly under the radar. So That's true. what I'm saying is Harden would, would need to go somewhere where there's stars that could take the light off of him. So right. a prime example would be the Lakers. Granted, he would have the spot. Well, because think about it, just, just, just in this perspective, the spotlight would be on him because it's the Lakers. Right. That's you know, that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's the only mm -hmm. thing. However, and LeBron. However, they gonna no matter how you look at it, as long as number twenty three, because he's switching back from six mm -hmm. to twenty three, as long as mm -hmm. he's suiting up, he's the center of attention. Bottom right. Line. He's the center right. of attention, and Anthony Davis's injuries is the second center of attention. So now he's gone from being a top, the top, either the first or second option to the third. So now, now the weaknesses will be hidden behind the superstardom beforehand. You know, that's what I'm saying. He needs to go on a team where it's hidden. Now, the problem, I mean, the Clippers uh, is, uh, -huh. George and, and, and Kawhi are always hurt. So guess right. what? Now, now you're going to be that guy all the time. Okay. Now, I want to say this about what you said about the Lakers. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a team for him. I think well, he'll fly completely under the radar. Okay. But he'll never go there. All right? You're right to a certain extent, but here's where you're wrong. Because we we recently seen this. A superstar or a former superstar that's that's on a decline goes to the Los Angeles Lakers and then all of a sudden becomes a scapegoat for LeBron James and AD. Russell Westbrook was in the same boat last year. Do you not remember? Yeah. And everybody said, oh, he don't got to score. He don't got to do nothing but just be Russ. Let Russ cook. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, more like let Russ be cooked. Or let Russ, he is cooked. Let yeah. Russ, that dude was cooked, okay? Because when it's all said and done, I don't care if, if you're the man coming off the bench. I don't care if you're playing alongside him. If you're on the team with LeBron freaking James, that spotlight is hot on you. No it's like, 
no matter what. And they're looking at you if you win games, and they're looking at you if you lose games because they want to know what is your role and how important are you to this team. I'll give you a prime example where James Harden needs to go. Okay. James Harden needs to go to a team that's in rebuild. So we know Houston's out the question, I mean, out the picture, but what about Portland? What about the Magic? What about Detroit? Bring him to a team that's a semi-small market team. Let him be the star. He can make all the money he freaking wants. Let him go to the strip club. Let him go out there, eat his wings, whatever he wants to do. But allow him to be out of the picture of the mainstream media and watch how good he plays. Yeah, he, he, he you're, in other words, he can have a, a resurgence. Yeah, um, because he's not – there's no expectations like you just said. Like you said with D-Wade, right? You have LeBron, you got Melo. There's expectations. D-Wade, he was like the third or fourth cog into the whole scenario. He wasn't even mentioned until he won with Shaq and he won with uh, LeBron again, right? So somebody like James Harden – can be so under the radar playing in like Detroit that people forget he's even in the NBA. They're like, know. oh, damn, I forgot. Huh? Detroit, Detroit might be low key good. One bullet we aren't going to hit is Marcus Sazer. That that dude might be a yeah. Detroit, Detroit might be something to look at. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. And then you got to remember you got you got centers like Duran. That's dope. Uh, Cade Cunningham. You got my boy uh, Ivy that's on the team. That team low-key might make the playoffs this season. I mean, they're definitely going to be my NBA uh, ticket watch, my NBA uh, NBA pass watch, because I want to see them play. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm about to pre-order my 2K. Yeah. Because I get – I get the, I'm torn because the, the Kobe one's like 100, but the, the 25th anniversary edition, it's 150. But you get the, Ooh, yeah, oh, you, get the a, you get the NBA ticket with it for the year. Oh, that's not and bad. You get that's a bunch of other weird. stuff. So I mean, the tickets usually what like four, three, four hundred, give or take. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, one fifty for the game, all the extras and NBA ticket. You know, I, I mean, you know, it might it's something to consider for me. I don't know how other people feel. Yeah. But. No, I, I'm just I'm just saying like. You looking at like that's a lot for a video game. That's a lot of, and you know what's so funny? Shout out to everybody that plays 2K. They need to make that game free, man. I know this is like left field, but I gotta say this: they need to make that game freaking free. They need to make it free, and they need people to go out there and buy packs of stuff. Like if you got a mod player, buy the clothes. If you want to get extra content, buy the content. But make it like Fortnite. Don't charge us a hundred. $150, $200 for a game that literally got everybody that was in the game before. All you did was update the roster because you for damn sure didn't update the, uh, the My Career. Yeah, they changed it around a little bit, but there's not an actual update. Like, the last no, game, I, I haven't even touched My Career in the last month. That's I, what I I'm saying. My Career been the same for a long-ass time. I played the Jordan mode, and I play online. I mean, and I play when Chaz comes over. Me too. I, I play, listen, I play um, franchise and I play my GM. I'm a, I'm a simulation guy. You know what I'm saying? I love building things. So 
I say maybe they need to make the game free yeah. and then allow people to buy stuff on top of the game. Well, because this this game isn't worth not even twenty dollars. Michelle, mom's calling. Well, you know, um, that's well, you know, it's funny because I I used to work at Target and I, a little p- point to your fact there, to your to your point is that believe it or not, when a when a place sells a console, you know how much money they make. Like if you go buy a PlayStation Five at Walmart, guess how much money yeah. they make? How much? Seven dollars. But when you buy the games, they buy the games in bulk, right? Yeah. So 20 games at 70 a pop, instead of it yeah. being, let's say, $500. Let's just use an example. Let's say right. 20 physical copies is $500. they are going to get those 20 physical copies for $250. Resell them for $70. There's the profit. The margin's wider. Mm-hmm. The accessories. You know, they buy the controllers. If they're, you know, like a PlayStation controller, like this one right here, $70 yeah. for this controller. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But if they're buying this controller in bulk, you know, they're buying 100 of them, and let's just say they charge them 750 for 100 of them, you know, and they're charging them 70 a pop, you know. Right. That just creates the margin. So to your point, what yeah, would they- happen is that game would be free when they would make all they'd make more profit doing it the way you're saying versus Mm -hmm. charging for the game exactly because think about it people do microtransactions anyway like microtransactions happen if it's happening with the game or not like people are buying stuff online with the game so just saying it looks good when you say it's free you guys all you gotta do is download it and then on top of that, you don't got to worry about the physical copies. You don't got to be like, oh, oh, well, we got to get this shipped out. We got All that stuff is unnecessary. All you got to do is say, yo, you got a PlayStation, you got an Xbox, download the game, it's free. And if you want to buy, buy new skins, if you want to buy, you know, uh, more content, uh, you know, uh, Kobe mode or whatever, listen, you can buy that for extra $20, well, extra 30 Now, if you go into, like, the PlayStation store, you have that option, like, you know, 2K was free, like, four months ago. Problem is, when you, you know, guys get it, you know, like me, I get it when it comes out. Like, we don't, I don't wait. I buy yeah. it. <laughs> you know, same thing with I Madden. I used to be like that. Now I'm late. Yeah. I, I buy it. But you know what? Out. You know, if you don't, especially if you don't have the time, like, I'm noticing that my time is starting to shrink. You know, so, you know, I don't have as much time, so I don't want to spend money and have it just sit there. Yeah. You know? But before we running on time, yeah, the last thing I have to get out there, mm-hmm. I made a reel about this, and I wish I knew, I wish I, got, I could make a longer video because I could have talked about this topic for hours. I could talk <laughs> about this topic for hours now. Right. Kawhi Leonard. Paul George are mm-hmm. both eligible right now to sign for the Clippers to re-sign them each for $220 million to play for them another four years. <laughs> oh. All right. 
I'm gonna let um, you go on this. Yeah, one. I gotta. I, I made my reel, but I have to collect my thoughts. All right. All right. <laughs> so here's here's my thing. Here's my take on that. First and foremost, Kawhi Leonard is signing that damn contract. Kawhi Leonard signed that damn contract. Second thing I know is Paul George is signing that contract. And I'm going to tell you why they're signing that contract. Because there's no other contract that's going to be given to them. It is a, a wrap. These guys are the worst duo in their prime to ever play together in NBA history, ladies and gentlemen. The worst duo in their freaking prime to ever play together in NBA history. They're top, they're number one with a bullet. I'm going to tell you why. As much as y'all try to clown KD and Kyrie, as much as y'all try to clown, you know, um, uh, Kobe and Shaq and all, look, at the end of the day, there's been some great, great duos like Kobe and Shaq. And they say, oh, they could have won more championships if they stayed together. Yes, they could have. But at the end of the day, it that's is. something that happens every once in a while. Kevin Durant can play with anybody and win a championship if he wants to. But the problem with Paul George and, and, and Kawhi Leonard, they can't play with nobody and win a championship anymore because they both are freaking injured. They're the most injury-prone, the most baby the most privileged freaking basketball players I've ever watched ever play. Kawhi Leonard, in the middle of a playoff series, said, I'm not playing the next game. And by the way, I'm not playing the rest of this series. <laughs> and I need surgery. There was no injury. There was no injury during that game. There was no calling timeout. To check and on him, played, no, and he actually played really well. No, he played excellent. That's the shit that blew me away. He scored, I think, twenty-eight points was, and had like seven rebounds, five assists. He killed it. He single-handedly cooked the the uh, the uh, Phoenix Suns. He single-handedly did this, right? Yeah. Well, George sitting there clapping it up, wearing his street clothes, not playing. So these guys are going to sign that damn contract, Mike. I'm sorry to say it, because I know you don't like these guys, but they're signing that damn contract, because who else is going to sign these bums? I'll let you go. The problem is I like both of these players, believe it or not. I do. I've always liked Paul George, even back when he was on Indiana. And I like Kawhi Leonard. I just don't like that he's not available for me to watch him. <laughs> You know, you know what their last name is. What? If, if healthy, their last name is if healthy. <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'm gonna break it down like this. I'm with you. I'm gonna take. Why is top five if healthy? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this to you. You remember what Anthony Davis said when he signed his extension? The no. Lakers. They asked him why he didn't enter free agency, why he took the Lakers uh -huh. deal. First thing out of his mouth is my health. He said, <laughs> honest to God, he said, 
that Yo, his, I told you. that his ineligibility to stay healthy uh -huh. pretty much is he knew he had to get the bag while it was being offered. It, knowing, there you go. Knowing no other team would probably offer him the bag. So no. this kind of goes along with your point. So mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you're 100% correct. These two yes. dudes, the Clippers are going to offer them that money. They are. And guess what? They both going to sign on the line. Now, Absolutely. As, uh, you know, to me, Kawhi Leonard, like you said, when he's healthy, top five player in the league, in my opinion. He plays a defense. He can shoot threes. Yep. He can do a mid-game. He can palm the ball. He's got hands the size of Jesus. He can block shots. He can rebound. You know, he forces laughs. I mean, he's a great player, you know? Yeah. But if, if healthy. If healthy. And that's the thing is that he, you know, the dude has a runny nose. He's on the sideline. Like, my daughter. No, if he thinks nose. he have a runny nose. Huh? If he thinks he have a runny nose. Even if it's a thought up here, he has it. That's what I'm saying. He said he said I'm not risking my my career by playing basketball when I feel like I'm not healthy. Ask Greg Popovich. He said that to him. Yeah. So for me, I look at Kawhi Leonard, you know, like I wanna know or what well, Correction. If I were a GM, I, I would be putting in there, like, you know, they have clauses in their contracts, certain guys. Like, like Zion has a weight clause. He's got to stay under 295 pounds. Nah, you know, but okay. Well, no, I'm not talking about his weight. I'm saying that there needs to be a clause for, for some extra training for endurance. Meaning, right. You know, kind of like LeBron. LeBron pays a million dollars a year to maintain his prime. I mean, you know, he's not in it anymore, but the dude still's averaging almost a triple double, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you got, then you take a guy, you take a guy like um, Russell Wilson's another one. He he does the same kind of regimen LeBron does. So I would want, I, I would want something like that. You know, even as a team, right. you got to pay for it. But you got to give me something because you're not on the court. Yeah. You know, as for Paul George, you know, when these two brothers are out there, they they, they are defensive monsters because Paul George is a phenomenal defender as well. You know, I wouldn't say he's a top five player, but I would say he's definitely, if I had to guess, top 20. I know right. that's a pretty large margin, but you figure you got Giannis, you got KD, LeBron, you know, you got Curry, you got your players. He's you know that top fifteen. You know, I, I, would top say, 15. I would say fifteen, but you know, if not, if you don't think if some people might not agree with that, but definitely twenty. Um, so you know, ever since he broke his leg, he he's been injury prone. That leg break was was pretty intense, and it was a freak accident. So I don't blame him as much with his prone injuries as Kawhi. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because especially when he has injuries with that leg, he broke. Um, right. you know, but it, it still is detrimental because now you're going to be soaking up 
a lot of your cap and a lot of your money in these two individuals. So how, how can you grow the team or make the team better? Because you're not, you know, unless you get a steal in the draft, because you're not going to be eligible to get, you know, a top tier pick, you're still going to be too good. The Clippers are still going to win 15 plus games. They're still going to be yeah. fourth or fifth in their conference at least. You have the potential to be two or three if they could, mm-hmm. if those two could stay healthy. But I think for the Clippers organization, this is a bad move. But in the same sense, if you, it's kind of like the Jalen Brown situation. If you don't give them the money, what do you do? Right. Like, it's the same and, thing with Lamar Jackson. Like, when, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and this is just quick. Like, their fans made me mad during that time because, obviously, I'm not a Lamar supporter because, you know, I'm a Steelers fan. I don't want to see Lamar do good. In terms of, you know, my rival, in terms of being, a, you know, a fan of a rival team, but the fans, yeah. his fans were so quick to turn on him. Like, and then when he signed, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. You know, and you know, some of them are fans of this group. Yep. Some of them are fans of this group. I see, I see the comments. You know, but the thing is, um, you know, I, I would say to them, well, if, if he ain't going to play, right. If he ain't mm-hmm. gonna play for you, who's gonna be your quarterback? So, that was my question. So it's the same. The same rule applies here. If you let them walk, or you move, or if you let them walk, who you got? You right. don't even have anyone to be competitive. But in the same breath, these guys are both in their what? In their low thirties, thirty-two, thirty-three. Yeah, you know, and they've been in the league a long time, so you have to eventually look to the future. Right, uh, right now, you're stuck with these two guys. I think they're. You're right. They're gonna do it. There's gonna be no option, really, no choice. Yeah. but I don't think it helps them currently because they're gonna keep getting hurt, and it don't help their future because it's gonna waste a lot of their money, and or not waste, but it's gonna soak up a lot of their money. Right. I mean, my closing statement to it, I look at it like this. There's only one team that wins a championship every year, right? Yes, sir. In any sport, I don't care what it is. I know they got the NBA Cup and all that other crap, but I'm talking about winning the finals. There's only one. Yeah. So with somebody like Steven Ballmer, who is a bajillionaire, he got all the money in the world. He's not even worried about this money because I'm going to tell you why. He knows that this team is moving to Inglewood, I think not this season, but next season, right? And they need to fill those seats up. So even if it's a Paul George and Kawhi Leonard show for the next two and a half years, that's enough to fill those seats up. And, And he's not in it to lose money. So he's going to do whatever he can to get as many free agents to come to play, get as many draft picks or people who, who got, like, let go. He's going to do whatever he got to do to get the butts in the seat because he's not winning the championship in L.A. The Clippers are not winning anytime soon. So when it's all said and done, 
they're at they're in the same position the um seven sixers are in pretty yeah. much right you have MVP caliber players all this great stuff all these great players and stuff but in reality they're injury prone all right. of them yeah Joel Embiid Paul George uh Kawhi Leonard all of these guys are injury prone and when it boils down to it these owners need to make a damn decision say you know what enough is enough I'm not putting up with this I'm done I'm trading your ass so Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will be signing that contract and then the question becomes will they be playing the whole was it four years you said four or three four four years to 220 both of them okay so the question now becomes how long will they stay in LA well like you said I'm looking I was looking it up now yeah. Says that it's set to open before next season, their new arena. See? Before 24-25 season. Right. So that's my point. They need to fill those seats up. And the only way they're going to fill those seats up is getting superstars to play. Okay? Because I've seen, seen it happen in Brooklyn. I've seen this happen in Brooklyn. You know? Everyone was like, oh, well, you know, the Nets are moving to Brooklyn. And that's what I was like, yeah, and they're going to sign superstars. And then everyone laughed at me, and they're like, they ain't going to get superstars to play in Brooklyn. I said, watch. They're going to do whatever it takes because they know they're going to make more money selling tickets than they are winning the championship. Right, because that's why they went out and got Kevin Garnett. That's why they went yeah, out and, and got Paul, Paul Pierce. And Paul Pierce. On yeah. paper, Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Brooke Lopez looked great. Were a championship caliber team, and on paper, yeah, on paper, you're like, oh, yeah, I, 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 I yeah. see them, and, and even including myself, I was sold. I was like, oh, yeah, they can go, they can go at least to the Eastern Conference Finals, and even after they freaking beat, um, I think, I think it was Boston the first round. I don't remember. It was so long ago, but they won the first round and went to Miami, and got smacked. I was like, dude. Yeah. So my point is, they're not. In it to win championships, they're in it to sell tickets and to sell merch and to and to put the brand of Lakers or or put the brand of excuse me the Clippers out there because they're no longer going to be the Los Angeles Clippers that play in the basement of the uh you know the Los Angeles Lakers. No, they're they got their own arena, own identity, own identity. They're like you got the L.A. Dodgers and you got the L.A. Angels who are L.A. Angels of Anaheim. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, they're going to sign. That's all I wanted to say. All right. Yeah, well, we're going to see what happens. I want to thank everyone once again for the support. We, we Absolutely. We a lot of growth this week, a lot of new people in the group. Please share, invite, watch, listen. More is on the way. We're going, we're going somewhere with this. We don't know where. When we gonna get there, what's gonna happen? One way or definitely. Another. Got anything you want to add, brother? Yes, just real quickly. Um, you know, once again, yes, yeah, share this group out. Do you know anybody that loves sports, basketball, football, whatever it is? We're open to talk about it. We're open to discuss it. You know, that's the whole purpose of this group. So we can just strictly just break away from all the noise of everything else in life and just strictly talk sports. So invite your friends, invite your family, invite loved ones. Anybody, even people that you might debate, let's do it. Let's make it happen. We'll see you guys later on next Tuesday. Peace.